I V M. Welcome to Geek Fruit, and you're listening to me, Tejas and Jishnu. Hi, Jishnu. Uh, do you find it strange that in this episode, which is a kind of a, uh, it's not about any particular movie or series or or character, uh, we're discussing women of science fiction and uh, their contributions to science fiction and fantasy, whatever it is. And uh, there's not a woman on this panel. <laughs> I was wondering what you're going. Uh, no. It's fine, right? Because it's okay. Nev- there've never been too many women in our lives. Uh, no, that's yeah, not. that's not. No, there have been. It's not. Uh, it's not been super successful all the time. But it's okay. That's fine. Uh, we do have like uh, we have you know a woman on our Geek Fruit core team. She's not on the podcast, but she does a lot of. I mean, I'm not saying this is an exclusiveness. Oh, I'm already feeling strangled. You you, you opened this episode in a trap. Sorry, I'm so, no. This is not. Listen, we're doing this episode not because You're digging yourself. We're not doing this. We're doing this episode. Okay, oh, well, you can't start see again. it, folks. But I'm doing the, the digging motion. <laughs> okay. So we're doing this because we love our women, all right? We're doing this because um, we have seen a, uh, you know, a surgence of, of, of women-centric, female-led uh, characters in some of our favorite franchises. And it's a great thing because they're all great characters. It, it really hasn't mattered to us, you know, what is the gender. Uh, as long as the character is good, as long as the story that they're, you know, serving in is... Is, is well told So that's why we're gonna Take uh, this episode To kind of discuss Some of the better And some of our favorite uh, Women in science fiction uh, We're gonna talk about Sigourney Weaver We're gonna talk about A lot of really Really good actresses We're gonna talk about The old school And we're gonna talk about The new school And uh, those who have Paved the ground for both So before we get into it Let's talk about Jin Urso Who is the principal character And once again A female led uh, Character for one of our Favorite franchises is Star Wars But this is the Star Wars Uh the untold story, uh, which is Rogue One. So you saw the trailer. We're going to discuss the trailer. Basically. She also shares her name with Jin Bashima from Tekken. No, it's the wrong. It's a different spelling, dude. J I N. No, J I N is Jin from. Uh, and by the way, that's Jin. Uh, it's what? Hash- Mashima. <laughs> no, Mashima. Mashima. Yeah, Mashima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah from Tekken. Yeah. And yeah. how does he spell his name? Jin. Yeah, no, J-I-N, and yeah. she spells her name uh, J-Y-N. So there you go. I don't speak. Sorry, man. You what got, they speak? Yeah, but it's... What do it, they speak? What? Jin? Do it's you Japanese. Think, do you think that... So, they're not speaking English. It's Japanese. Because there is no England in Star Wars. Oh, wait, you're talking about uh, yeah, Star, talking Wars. About Star I'm Wars. Wars. I'm talking about the Deccan universe. <clears throat> no, I'm talking about Star Wars. They don't speak English. What What language? Uh, you know, I've the always... The common tongue. The common tongue, exactly. Right? Is that so, what they call it? I mean, that's, what's, that's, that's what, what people, it is in Game of Thrones. That's what people call it. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's been in Game of Thrones. But yeah, we've never really addressed the fact like how they... But I, I'm assuming that because this was a long time ago and even further long time ago before technology was made, there was an Earth from which our... Uh, you know our species. Came yeah, from. how long ago? Humanoid. How long humanoid. ago exactly are we talking? So apparently, uh, we'll get to Alien also. But Alien is also set uh, in the past, not in the future. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is something I read a long time ago. Anyway, but coming back to Star Wars, a rogue, uh, a rogue one, a Star Wars, <laughs> a story. Basically, uh, you like? Did you watch the trailer? I yes. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I saw it all of once <clears> and. 
we'll see nothing more yeah um, so i saw tw- i saw it twice once on my uh, phone like in in the first one would and then i went home and i saw it on my television yeah. and it was both both times were very engaging and nice I, but it hasn't told us much more about what's happening and um, yeah which I is good i couldn't be more thrilled yeah. what i loved what i loved about it is that there was nothing too specific in it that stuck with me which is exactly how i like it yeah because Fair enough. I mean it looks it all looks great it looks it looks, it looks beautiful, beautiful and yeah. you know it's exciting and yay new worlds and new people and new you know relationships right. and whatever and yeah. yay cool but I'm, yeah I, so I'm I, completely checked out so I hear so. something I don't know what your opinion on is, is mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it, it, somebody was saying uh, I was reading this somewhere I was watching it somewhere uh, that basically when we saw Star Wars like mm-hmm. the first trailer for Force Awakens opens with you know Rey's yeah. face and we, we are automatically with the, the it was Rey with, yeah Finn, it was with Rey no, face, uh, no, not that trailer. That was a teaser, right? Oh, so the right. first trailer is like basically when she appears oh, uh, sure. searching, yeah, you know, yeah, she's scavenging yeah, yeah. for stuff. So, uh, so a lot of people were saying that um, for Star Wars: The Force Awakens, you know, obviously it's a much more important movie because it's directly connected to the previous, uh, you know, trilogy. Uh, you know, we were already kind of rooting for characters even before we knew. We were very well sure. acquainted with characters uh, before the movie came out. So we already knew about BB-8. We already knew about, you know, uh, Finn. Mm-hmm. We knew a little bit about Kylo Ren. But we already were, like, really excited about these characters. And mm-hmm. that's why we were excited about the movie. Yeah. Uh, but for this movie, we don't really know that much about the characters, which, I mean, for us, which we like because we like going into the movie. But, like, from a marketing point of view, do you feel like I they try know. to sell characters instead of story? Maybe it's a better idea? Mm. I don't know if I agree because I think that I know about as much as I did uh, before Force Awakens in that Mm -hmm. I watched both the celebrations that were relevant to each film. So when Celebration for Force Awakens came out, they told us about Jakku and they told us about BB-8 and they told us, you know, like, yeah, she's a scavenger. That's all we know. So, I mean, that's enough to be like, all right, cool. She shares similarities with the Tatooine folk and she's like living in the desert doing whatever she can to get by. Mm -hmm. And in this case, uh, this is, again, only if you watch Celebration and saw the panel, they spend a good amount of time actually going into the details of relationships between people. So right. we know that, you know, uh, Maz Mikkelsen is uh, Jin's dad. Jin's dad, yeah, yeah. But he's not in the trailer. So it's like, oh, why is he not in the trailer? Because he's a scientist. So like, oh, so, so maybe a, he's the guy that's like building stuff. That, yeah, so there's a great story right, behind so, that, which so they revealed, know, so which I don't lot. know if I should talk about. Yeah, so we know a lot. It's and kind I, of playing I, the I do, Oppenheimer role. Right, I yeah. do. I do don't want to get too much. Yeah. And we know like they're the two, uh, the Asian brothers, yeah. one of which subscribes to the Force, one of which doesn't subscribe oh, to the Force. Oh, I didn't know about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. one guy that's basically like just gung ho about like just guns and blow shit up, and he just wants to get revenge against okay. the empire. Whereas right. the other guy's like, um, he's he's all about the force. And sure. then the theory. Oh, that, I didn't know they were brothers. Okay. Yeah, and then the theory is that now. Okay, I'm gonna get into spoiler territory. I mean, sure. I mean, it's not really spoiler. Yeah, it's, it's not. T- they told t- us fan theories. Yeah, fan theories. Um, but take it with a grain of salt. So what we do know is that the planet that they're on, I forget the name of it. It is um, called Scars. Something like that. Whatever, yeah. So the planet that they're on apparently yeah. um, is a hotbed for the crystals that make up lightsabers. Yeah, the 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 kyber crystals. Yeah, yeah. and so <laughs> there's them, yeah. and so there's a theory that um, and so the the kyber crystals are also what powers the Death Star. Yeah, and so there's a theory that this place and this planet is under oppression by the Imperial forces because mm. they're trying to like you know, sap all the kyber crystals out of the planet. Right. And because of kyber crystals' relation to lightsabers, then it's obviously a hotspot for the Jedi religion. Mm-hmm. And hence, there's a whole lot of religious Scarif. turmoil. that's the name of the planet. I just got it. Thank you. 
Yeah. So you know, all right, so we know all the, we know a yeah. good and, amount. And, and we, I would, we do know a little bit about even like I was telling you about uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker's character, somebody yeah. who's been in the Clone Wars series. Right, exactly. So yeah, so we do know a little bit. We know a I, good we, amount. I think, but I don't know. This is again from uh, our point of view, which has always been very not well biased and also uh, yeah. far more uh, well versed with with the topic yeah. because we took, you know, we take the time to sit and watch. Yeah. <clears throat> and connect the dots pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing is that uh, I mean, but uh, so that was one of the one of the things uh, that people were talking about whether you know movie marketing about for characters is uh, far more important. Mm-hmm. But as far as we know, I mean, it seems it seems really really nice. Yeah. Uh, the the idea was obviously uh, from I think it was from John Gate. I can't remember the guy's name. The VS, VFX uh, supervisor is the guy mm-hmm. who came up with the story. He said, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." It was I can't remember his name. I forget his name too. He put it together like John years no? ago. Yeah. John Sorry, John Guerra is the guy who did the bullet time effect in the Matrix series. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, Ooh, but speaking of which, mm-hmm. at Celebration as well, speaking of like selling characters and whatnot, the biggest thing, one of the big things, was that they uh, revealed the first action figure for Jin. Oh, at Celebration, which was it was cool. It was cute. Like, so you see, you know. Felicity Jones holding right, her action right, like, right. oh, that's kind of cute. And yeah, that's that's like straight up in your mm-hmm. face, like, hey, we're selling stuff. Yeah. You know, before no. you've even seen a trailer, here's the action figure. Yeah, and it's also, thing, uh, is there is still like six months. No, how many months are there to the to the movie? I think about five months. Four or five months. Yeah, so yeah. I think we still, we're still going to get a, like a ton yeah. of of content that's coming. Yeah. Uh, just uh, point out, yeah, I think Alan Tudyk's like already my favorite character. Just generally, he's he's like... The minute I knew he was in it, I knew I was going to I was going to watch so this I mean, movie, like, yeah. There's no, there's no <laughs> so doubt. he's playing a sarcastic robot, Ooh. which is great. <laughs> have, I t- have I told you the... the the two degrees of separation that I have with Alan Tudyk. No, go for it. Don't I me. must have told you the story. No. Uh, it's really stupid, but it's that my brother's, my older brother's high school friend, yeah. sorry, older brother's college friend, um, met Alan Tudyk, I want to say, I think it was in South Africa or some some African country on vacation Okay. out of the blue <laughs> at some random bar Yeah. and got to know him really, really well. Wow. Have you? Have I told you about my three degrees of separation? <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was a random story. Yes, uh, I told you. I probably told this to you. So I know I... this guy who I do a podcast with. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to take a break. And we're going to talk about some women in science fiction. Hey, lady. <laughs> who said that? Javi Fiestin. <laughs> I wish. I don't know. Hey, ladies. That's more like him. Harvey, Harvey Feierstein has played uh, a woman. Yeah, Hesper. in uh, in uh, Hesper. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, the the John Waters Hesper, not the not the musical Hesper. Mm-hmm. It's John Waters, right? Uh, no idea. Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. So we're talking about women <laughs> in science fiction. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they ha- so let's just talk about what's happening right now. So we have seen that whole. I don't know what it was before we did this podcast. We were talking about which was the first movie which has kind of really set into motion this. I don't know if it's done for whatever reason, political correctness, because we want to be gender equal or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But it's all for a good. Uh, you know, it, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Uh, and we like all of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have see- because of that, we've seen like some really really good stories happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's uh, uh, we were talking about the whole you know Hunger Games saga, which was mm-hmm. uh, which was then made into a movie. And the moment J Law was kind of made like you know this Katniss Everdeen and this yeah. character, and that movie became a super hit mm-hmm. for whatever reason for its young adult fans or whatever it is. Sure. That kind of like really. Uh, for me, I think that can that is the point in which I notice saying, that, "Oh, okay, cool." There is a movement clearly that is happening, you know, within all these studios to say, "Let's make more 
women empowered things for for whatever reasons okay because you know they're becoming popular because you know it's the right thing to do because we 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 need to see more stories being told from that perspective so i think from that mo- from that moment i just kind of it for my own attention i was just like mm-hmm. oh cool this is happening and i'm a huge hunger games fan I loved all the movies. I think they were all great. And uh, it's so funny because <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, I love her in that movie. But at the same time, uh, so the same effect, which yeah. is like, let's use this, this you know, medium and let's use Jennifer Lawrence, seeing her in the X-Men franchise. And, you know, we dislike her greatly in that because she's kind of pointless and it was just really spooned in. So, mm-hmm. so what is your opinion on the, the why, we're, you know, studios are doing this and, you know, how how they're approaching this whole women empowerment thing and you know so on and so forth i i think any any piece of art be it film music <clears throat> painting dance whatever it is it's always ha- it's always been reflective of the time that it's made in correct yeah and so i think that now in you know the pretty much from the the late aughts right yeah. that's what they call them the right aughts, yeah. from the from like about the late aughts it was very evident um that uh people were putting more were giving more time of day Mm-hmm. to women and right. like sort of investing in that more and that takes the shape of a giant franchise movie like Hunger Games casting right. a female lead and like going completely for that not to say that you know this kind of thing hasn't happened before like there have been people that have done it very very well giving strong powered roles to females like like Joss Whedon is infamous for that of between, course, yeah. between Buffy, Buffy and his Firefly yeah. characters and things like that um, which had Alan Dudek sorry <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And uh, you know he's he's gone on the record to say that he would love to make the Black Widow movie, and I would mm-hmm. love nothing more. Yeah, of so, you know, so there are people, there there are tons of people that do that. You know, we're going to talk about Sigourney Weaver. Like she's always been a very very strong science fiction character from like even like in the late seventies. But I know? think the difference so, there is that is that she it was not even like planned as a right right yeah. But see, I think I think that the the difference is that had any of those movies from you know 20 30 years ago that mm-hmm. starred big female leads come out now the marketing for them would be very different and i think that the dif- the, the the difference in the way it was consumed back then versus the way it's consumed now is now it's enough focus it's, in, it's always at the front of our minds right. whenever we see anything you know, on screen we're always judging how equal is this because we because i think that's the point of film right is to create is to get is it's a sense of escapism right, right? so you want to like believe and invest in this world like mm-hmm. you want to be you want to you love like let's take take firefly you love firefly because these characters are so engaging we all love alan tudyk he's great but then there're also these really strong female characters mm-hmm. and we see how they're being treated as equals all the time and that there's no meagerness between them or anything like that they're right. not being downplayed right. which unfortunately still is a little bit of the, of the reality we live in and so that's why you love these things so much more mm-hmm. because you you sort of empathize and put your own you know feelings onto them right, right. so now with with the hunger games it's just great to see as one example one recent example it's just great to see that big name studios that have all this money are willing to invest that money into it yeah, 30 years ago they didn't market that with alien yeah so i'll but tell you the, what, alien itself is a very female empowered movie and and here's why here's the here's the primary difference i see between the movies that came out in the 80s like for example james cameron and ridley scott both who have done amazing mm-hmm. things for the franchise of say aliens mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so i remember when i watched aliens as a kid yeah uh, that was an amazing story and it's it's brilliant but what i see about both linda hamilton her character in terminator mm-hmm. and um, sigourney weaver as ripley in this yeah. i think in that why they became empowered characters is because they were victims first right so mm-hmm. they they come across as these people who cannot you know uh, probably escape the reality of which they're in right? right one in one movie there's an alien which is chasing down everybody and killing off people yeah. and in one there's like a, a robot a, a robot who's basically come to and so these huge yeah. larger than life characters who are basically 
trying to oppress everybody and kill off people and yeah. the victim in it ends up becoming the hero is right. what seems to be the arc there. and that's what yeah. i feel is like the the major difference in in those movies and in today's movies it's kind of like we're not seeing that victimized role we're seeing the the hero kind of be born or emerge like right. if you see daisy ridley as ray yeah. she's somebody who's not clear about her history but right. it's clear that she's like the, the second primary. you see her she's in control she's yeah. in control right like, and she, and you know i can you run know, without you holding my exactly, hand exactly right like so exactly. i mean there's a lot of a lot of those moments where we see that these women don't need anybody's help they're not being yeah. victimized yeah. they're being uh it's more like they're being destined for something greater than they already are and they right. don't even know it so yeah. i think that has been the most noticeable difference yeah. uh in these movies one thing that i that i just thought of is that um a, a huge recent example of massive success in pop culture is gwendolyn christie right so yeah. once game of thrones happened like she just took off like nobody's business the yeah. minute we saw her we were like holy crap she's awesome she's amazing because <laughs> yeah. like you said it's it's not the david versus goliath sort of thing which a movie like alien or terminator is yeah. you know like it's a weak character that defeats the the yeah. giant and she just happens to be a girl wow that's really cool but in mm-hmm. this in this case you're knight in shining armor when the knight takes off the helmet holy crap you're a girl yeah, yes exactly. i am what about it yeah. so that's really cool so when i think when um, when force awakens came out and phasma didn't have as much of a role as we might have liked yeah. i think people were a little disappointed in that like she is such an amazing in person Kai, yeah. like gwendolyn christie's way too cool like yeah but captain phasma is not yeah. and i think that like it's It's a reverse effect. It's know? a reverse effect. It's like yeah, because so true. she's such a strong female, she must be a really strong female character. Like, yeah. well, no, because the character is the character, that, female that, or male, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. a stormtrooper. A stormtrooper essentially shouldn't have. So that's uh, shouldn't, yeah. doesn't have a gender. Well, she, I mean, she's you know? she's a little more than a stormtrooper, and this is just harkening back to exactly what I was talking about. You know that you know in Force Awakens, the marketing we knew so much about these characters already. Like people loved Captain Phasma, yeah. even before this, and this right. and it's good reason is because Gwendolyn Christie is playing it, right. and she's so good. in that yeah. and i think i mean her role it was hyped a bit too much yeah because that, it's going to look crazy we yeah. didn't we didn't care about captain phasma we cared about yeah. gwendolyn christie yeah. and so i think if it was any other if it was any other woman yeah that like a no name woman <laughs> yeah. that played it yeah. then it, then phasma wouldn't have had nearly so, as much yeah. presence on screen and the other thing is that i think uh, i don't know if this is happening but i think uh, a lot of the the people from the Star Wars team have also addressed this whole yeah, thing and they've yeah. said like wait for it guys yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. I, and i don't know if it's because they knew that this captain phasma is going to be such an important character or it's just yeah. that you know we you know maybe now she's going to attain like she seems to be like the boba fett of this pretty trilogy much, pretty much so, she's got a cape so yeah, she's, she's got a cape and you know she's got some badass weapons and yeah, stuff and yeah. she's just sorry this is just a nerdy aside as yeah. usual she's uh, one of the best characters in galaxy of heroes the <laughs> ipad game rpg that i play so anyway but yeah. um but yeah man so i i think i think you know it's 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 a double edged sword almost in many ways that you know if you're doing these these movies saying that oh you know, we have these great female characters then you're going to have to deal with the the fallout of what happens when you yeah. you know uh you you elevate these these people so that yeah. you have to deal with fans saying oh no but mm-hmm. but this was supposed to be but you can't just make a regular character anymore yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's it's kind of like <laughs> this is a terrible example a very st- stereotype example but like you know they say about the black guy who always dies first in horror movies right this is it's exactly that this is like you know if you don't it, you can't go back to that like now hmm. it's like once you change the the paradigm yeah. for it you it's, can't go back to it once you know? your quo has been unstatused <laughs> yes. or yeah it's, your it's, status is updated yeah. Yeah, it's so true. You can't, uh, so I mean, it, 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 do you think that happens also for? So, so let's talk about some of these actresses. Um, so for Sigourney Weaver, she was until very. I mean, like I, I won't say that she is anymore, but uh, but she was the queen of science fiction. I mean, she's still heralded as that. Yeah. Uh, do you, and 
and you know it's not about being typecast but like every movie that she was in post mm-hmm. that she was given these roles of like leading women i mean i i mean we don't talk about avatar that much because it, it wasn't as good a movie but yeah. i mean both two amazing characters who we know have one is the reigning queen mm-hmm. and one is the previous one mm-hmm. uh, both zoe saldana and sigourney weaver in that movie yeah. and in that movie as well she plays a an officer's r- role and she's like in control I've, of everything i've honestly forgotten so much i know about yeah that i know yeah yeah i, I actually I, haven't seen avatar i couldn't in a while. care less about that movie yeah, yeah. i know um, but, but but my point is that you know yeah. so the moment you you do these roles you can't go back from them. <laughs> well, I'm I don't know. I mean, she's uh she did Ghostbusters so, in like the 80s, right? So, like, no, it was 84. Yeah, 84. Yeah, so after Alien and like after she had sort of established herself as a major science fiction character, Ghostbusters is very much science fiction, but yeah. that was, like she was playing she's the like, damsel in distress. She's the damsel in distress. But then flip it in Ghostbusters 2. Two, yeah. And exactly. that's when she's the badass. <laughs> so I think that and she did both roles Like amazingly Excellent. well, like she was perfectly. And she's cast. kind of the villain in the first. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so, and then you know, look at a more recent one like Paul mm-hmm. uh, with Simon yeah, Pegg and Nick Frost, where Frost. she's the enigmatic sort of like <laughs> you know, man behind the mask yeah. kind of a figure, and that's sort of like. tongue in cheek playing on the fact like I know I'm Sigourney Weaver Exactly and a lot of people have explored it. I mean like the movie which we saw recently Finding Dory Yeah exactly uh, she's the like, voice of this right. and she's been in a couple of Pixar movies as this you know this hollow kind yeah. of this yeah. this um, you right. know uh, disembodied voice uh, so I think yeah. it's just like paying homage to the fact that she's kind of laid yeah. the groundwork and, for And and the like, Galaxy Quest Yeah of course, one of Galaxy my favorites right. of all times and yeah, she is the computer talking woman that is her <laughs> exactly. sole job and it's great she like That's all she does and she knows it and yeah. she like embraces it. So I think she she's sort of I I I guess I kind of think of her as sort of like the Tom Hanks of science of, fiction yeah, in a lot of ways. True. She knows exactly who she is, she knows exactly what she's doing and you love it or you hate it but yeah. you know exactly what you're getting every time because yeah. she's she's very much in control of her choices. You know what I mean? Like I never see her like in a random role or like oh, she's in that movie? I didn't Okay. Uh I don't think she needs to she can just pick whatever yeah, role she yeah, wants. She's yeah. kind of reached that level. Yeah. Uh so yeah, let's just move on to uh the 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 new age mm-hmm. of 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 these characters. Um let's talk about actually let's talk about we we have spoken already about Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh actually J- Jennifer J Law has mm-hmm. had such a profound effect. You know, we were talking about in Star Trek one of the characters pretty much yeah. named after her mm-hmm. because Simon Pegg uh was writing a character uh you know who said, you know, she has to be like, you know, Jennifer Lawrence in uh Winter's Winter Bone, yeah. And they kept calling her Jayla, Jayla, Jayla that the the character in, you know ended up being called Jayla. <laughs> Just so I think that's the kind of effect that we're seeing in these movies and uh, that's how strong and profound these characters can be. Zoe Saldana obviously has become one of the reigning queens of 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 science fiction just because the movies that she's picking. Yeah. Every each and every one is gold, okay? Yep, yep. Like has struck gold. Avatar maybe yeah, we don't sure. we don't think about it, but it is like the highest grossing yeah. movie of all time. It is gold. And no it doubt. is gold yeah. and like she's and I was just watching this interview of her in Star Trek and she was just like uh she says like and somebody else was asking the same question. It's like, "Oh, so you seem to be doing more science fiction." <laughs> and she's just like, "Yeah, so we're working on um I think they're going to be like four sequels to Avatar. So I think we're going to be tied up till like I'm 40 or yeah. like 45." Yeah. And I was just like, "Shit, that's like somebody's entire like Yeah. You know, adult life, like at least ten or fifteen years of their adult yeah. life, just spent in doing different worlds and in all, body paint. Yeah, in how body much of her life is going to be blue and green? Blue and green, right? Yeah. I mean, and then green screen, and yeah. then like you know everything else. So it's like, and so just like let's just name some of the characters that she's doing. She's done. Uh, so apart from Nighty, who by the way she played. as a motion capture character i think that was the first instance in what in, what? in uh, she played nightiri in Av- avatar okay that, i didn't character. know that was her name well yeah done. so that's her name and you know so, i don't know a single name from avatar <laughs> well not a single name 
Yeah, that's I can't the only remember, name I know. I can't actually. remember a damn thing about that movie. Anyway, I know that, and on. I know go the on. terribly named uh, element unobtainium. Oh my god! Really? That, that was, was that's the that's wow. the that's the resource they're going to Pandora cool. for, right? Cool. <laughs> unobtainium. Right. I was like James Cameron. You directed. Terminator <clears throat> 2 man <laughs> Alright <laughs> Anyway so, uh, so But coming back So yeah So she played that I think that was also One of the first instances Where I where I saw Somebody make the petition For motion capture Motion captured characters To be also nominated For like acting awards mm. Because She does such an excellent job In that And you can't like Take away from the fact That yeah. you know Somebody Andy Serk is obviously A great example of that yeah. But she's done such a good job In that character And in that role And just you know it, yeah. it's It's well portrayed She's got that. She's got Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Like, and they've already been three movies. Yep. I think there's going to be a fourth and a fifth, as far as we are concerned. And uh, um, all her other movies aside, Ahura yeah. as a character, like, yeah. is like <clears throat> one of the most important, of course, yeah, like female roles in history. Like the the first racial interracial, interracial kiss. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. it. And it I, doesn't get much more pivotal than that. I mean, it's it, exactly in the I, '60s of all. What time, I suppose, yeah, exactly. So, I, mean, I mean, that's because yeah. of Roddenberry, Gene yeah, Roddenberry, yeah. who said the same thing. I mean, he said about obviously different species, but he yeah. also, I mean, gender equality was huge right. for him. And he, yeah. I mean, that was the popular thing that he said. He said, right. "If we can't learn to respect our own creeds yeah. and races and ethnicities, then we have no, we don't deserve to go outside our own." Yeah. Planet right. where we will invariably meet different yeah. people. So yeah, so I mean, so th- I mean, so that that's what I mean. Like that's like the 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 very first point of what I mean about the marketing behind Star Trek was never first and foremost about female, like female yeah. empowerment or like you know. You know Look at the diversity it's of our cast. It's almost dismissive. Like it's, it's completely. A, it's like this is not a. This is not something we should need to be talking about because about, it's, yeah. it it should just go without saying. Yeah. And now we're in the age of like, hey, female empowerment. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about like it. that is the first thing you will know about this movie before you even know anybody's name. You will yeah. know that it's all female Ghostbusters. The you other know what thing. I mean? like, the other thing is that uh, I mean, so until very recently, we didn't really know. We would only like the world has gone on knowing maybe actors' names, obviously because they're the most celebrated, and directors' names to some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we've started to know like people like Kathleen Kennedy mm-hmm. who have just been elevated. Uh, like, I mean, I don't think their position has been any less important, yeah. but I think they've just come to the fore because as people have become more and more involved and stuff like that with yeah. the filmmaking process, now we know that there is a woman who is basically responsible for Star, Tra- Star Wars coming back yeah. and Indiana Jones and basically yeah. in, in the head of Lucasfilm. Yeah. So it, it, makes, it makes complete sense to me that a woman... Is <clears throat> is the backbone of some of the things that make me happier than most things yeah, in life. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she's she's responsible for like the big the biggest things that make me <laughs> yeah. happier than anything. It's like Star like, Wars. Like, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's it's crazy how I mean like it's, it's hilarious how funny and true it is. And just <laughs> and just what a and, and what an amazing job so far. Like I mean, we've been talking about DC yeah. just messing it up so badly. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars is just. Taken and run just so effortlessly. It seems yeah. like it's like they knew that we were going to make like, and obviously they yeah. had a huge franchise on their hands. Yeah. But you, it goes with, with so much expectation, mm-hmm. and she's just like killed it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about some of the actual movies. Uh, we talk talk a little less about the characters. We will talk about the the, the the franchises themselves and the movies which have had some really really great characters and the ones which actually haven't had much success with the same. So we're going to come back talk about that. We're back with Geek Fruit. Jishnu is here. All right, cool. We're talking about women. Before we start the, this, this, what we're talking about, we you put out a tweet earlier this morning. I did. Uh, we were saying that we're going to be talking about these characters in the studio today. And uh, we got a tweet back. We did? From, yeah, from Anuya. 
Yeah, do you know Anuya Jagadhar? She's like one of the she's a Twitter influencer and she's actually mm-hmm. a really really cool friend uh of um some of us here at uh, Dinkar and her kind of go way back. Okay. Uh, so basically she used to I think she used to work for Flare Path. All right. Uh and uh, she's responsible for Books on Toast, this really really cool uh you know property that happens at the hive and and mm-hmm. now it's a weekly thing. So it used to be a you know as per event. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, so basically they've made it now a weekly or monthly thing that happens at uh I think it's called the Cuckoo Club. It's the new venture from the hive. So she basically is a super nerd mm-hmm. and she also did the very recent thing that we covered the Harry Potter All right. uh books on toast yep. edition yep. which the cursed child was you know being discussed and there was a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. So she's really cool. Anyway, so she brought up a tweet. <laughs> so which wanted, was, so what the hell did her. she she said Amy Pond Which is uh, from Doctor Who Okay good And uh, yeah. was played by Karen Gillan mm-hmm. Who's actually the other Important female character From Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. Which is Nebula Yep So yeah So that's so, so, Both great characters So again Like example Doctor Who mm-hmm. uh, Dates back to like Black and white television Yeah right? pretty much from from day one, there's yeah. always been the main supporting character has been a female, yeah. right? And it stayed consist- consistently true. And I would argue that a lot of times, uh, the show I've I've seen I've seen I think about four seasons. I've seen, I've seen like very few. I've seen uh, the um, the the one with. Uh, David Tennant David Tennant right, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I've seen I think I, I watched a little bit of Christopher Eccleston sure. so yeah. Um, but yeah I, I, can you just tell me if you I, I mean, I'm sure you know a little more about this but like what has been like an evolution of that character was it first did it begin you're saying it started from black and white which it did yeah. so did it begin as just like a sidekick character and now it's become obviously it has become way more yeah. uh, now yeah they, they definitely couldn't have predicted what it would become, become yeah. nobody, nobody could have um, but like I said, I've only I've seen I think four seasons, mm-hmm. and yeah, I've seen Tennant, Chris Freckleston, I've seen a little bit of the Sylvester McCoy stuff, right. uh, just random episodes. And he was done I, last year, right? He was. Wasn't he? he was a Comic Con. He was yeah. a Comic Con last year. Yeah, for Radagast. Mm. Yeah, and I think that surprisingly, uh, the Doctor's performances were a lot more influenced by. The counterpart. It works than I, than only I, than I because thought, of the counterpart. Yeah. Then I thought it would. Yeah, because you know, yeah, Tennant is great. Yeah, Eccleston is great, and they're, they're a lot of fun. But the thing is, like, that show is so out there mm, yeah, in that you have to buy into so much new. Like, well, this is just the way things are, yeah. so I'm going to do this because I'm the Doctor and I can do whatever the hell I want and mm-hmm. break all laws of everything. That the grounding that the supporting character gives you. The companion, like their perception of it, which is the audience's it's perspective, audience, yeah, perspective, is so yeah, so important. Mm-hmm. And again, like I was saying, you know, this this show started fifty plus years ago, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a very very, if not strong at the time, very very vital and important female character right. that again nobody nobody talked about. Yeah, because it should it just was, be a thing. <laughs> it, was, it should just be a thing. <laughs> right. um, and also, like because it was like that era, nobody would have wanted to like bring that up. In like you know, in the media, they wouldn't right. want to like have that discussion openly. Right. Um, but yeah, like it's it's uh, again just sort of subtlety of. But do you think that's the, now the female? What that it's like it's kind of changing now because like so the, so the last rumor I heard mm-hmm. is that one of our favorite yeah. actresses, Haley Atwell, is now being be. you know pitched to be like the sure. new Doctor, which is cool. Which I, is I I thought it was would be awesome, man. Yeah. That would be because you know I think it's. It just full marks to like only to Haley Atwell. Like mm-hmm. I mean, she is like she's done such a great job in Agent yeah. Carter and yeah. and everything else that she's been in. That you know, I would love to just see her do this. Like yeah. less about 
the character being a female more just to see her play this character yeah, yeah it's it's yes. about that and we've actually seen a lot of like gender swapping happen mm-hmm. in like um in recent times i mean most notably in comic books that has been happening so yeah. uh, thor was recently made uh, in the all new all different <clears throat> version of of marvel which is like mm-hmm. kind of reboot to get more readers in mm-hmm. or newer readers in uh, they kind of made thor this mystery character who is a woman yeah. Yeah. and we were all just like whoa what happened mm-hmm. what what happened to to the to the real Thor and you know so this entire saga uh, started off. I only read a few issues, uh, but from what I knew happened towards the end, it was revealed to be Jane Foster who was sorry spoilers, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so uh, it was Jane Foster and she was suffering from she had cancer and the Thor uh, avatar was the only thing that was keeping her alive at the same time it was draining her energy. So it was kind of this dichotomy which I don't know how it resolved. Yeah. Uh, but that was a big like uh, you know decision made obviously for Marvel. And so what is your opinion on these like you know characters kind of changing you know gender for the sometimes for the sake of doing it because you want to appeal to like you know this this new audience which is very <laughs> you know gender equal kind of right. and and at the yeah. same time they're doing it just to So now clearly we're a lot more gung ho about this whole movement which is great it's better to be gung ho about equality than the opposite right, right. obviously <laughs> so but with that yeah i think i think comes a couple of misses and some hits right. and i think uh it's like our producer was saying before we started you know we were talking about thor and said that yeah you know maybe the thor character is like one of the few that you really can't change the gender of because thor is a you know is originated from a genuine mythological character that yeah. has that has some roots rather than like say a Captain America that's you know literally made up out of thin air. Yeah. Then you could go one step further down that rabbit hole and be like, well, mythology also came out of thin air. But maybe. no, my which thing, is fair my, enough. My, and my thing true. is like in, point, in a thousand years, Captain America sure, will be exactly, Cap- exactly, mythology, exactly, exactly. Right? So uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But yeah. uh, what I will say is that right now, since this is such a hot button issue, which is good, you I think there are some things that are a little bit. There are some examples of people being a little overzealous about it yeah. especially in the comic book thing with everybody and their mom is now being converted into a girl or <laughs> changing up into like a different race or something like that which is yeah. fine cool but i'm just looking forward to once we get over this yeah. this hump and this is not a not to say it's a bad hump yeah. it's 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 one that we need to get get over. to and yeah. get over yeah. so i'm just waiting for when eventually when new especially when new characters are created yeah. not pre-existing characters when yeah. when new characters are created when the identity of their character like so let's say a thor or whatever <clears throat> is is not uh specific to a gen so when a new character gets created in that like let's say now we have we've we've built this new superhero that's going to join the avengers and his name is or its name is captain such and such Cool, Captain such and such's powers are blah blah blah, and they have a red and yellow color scheme, and they wear a cape. Cool. Then sounds like the red tornado. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <trying> to so. <laughs> so once we reach that point, which I yeah. think we will, maybe in about five to ten years, I think we'll finally get there, where yeah. new characters will be created who are completely uh, gentrified in terms of powers and um, and their their costume and whatnot. And so okay. then the character that the 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 person, the individual inside the costume. Yeah isn't so important because that's essentially like what Batman is about right like Batman is like he's meant to be just anybody can be the bat like he keeps like okay. preaching that stuff which 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 goes in and out of you so, know which can I, fail I have a few thoughts on that yeah no no no, no. But, but but you get what i mean and that like that's what he tries to like okay. he tries to preach that fails yeah. miserably at it yeah. but i think that's what what people are trying to get to when they say like <clears> oh well captain Ro- uh, steve rogers is captain america oh well no bucky is you know oh, 
now Thor is a girl, yeah. Spider-Man yeah. is so I, a black I, I, kid. I don't know. I, I think Iron I, Man so, is now So we've been seeing this, you know, happen so much. I'll just, you know, so something that Stan Lee said very recently, mm. somebody asked him the same question saying, how do you feel about your characters being changed mm. to Hispanic or black mm. or lesbian or whatever yeah, it is? Yeah. And he said, he said something quite reasonable. I mean, from an, 80 year old man it could have sounded really racist and really really bad but he actually made a lot of sense and he said um, he's like you know what I don't have a problem with it but I would love to see like what you're saying new characters being made mm-hmm. because he's like the identity of these characters is what makes them appealing yeah. like Spider-Man is Peter Parker because Peter Parker is the one you you resonate with like yeah. he's the broke you know you know lost lover kind of person and that's really what appeals to me like that's what appealed to me as a, as a kid and and for the same reasons he's like I would like to see new it's like what's stopping people from making new characters yeah. who have all these traits that you want to embody yeah. and that comes directly from the creator Stan Lee has made all these characters like over the last maybe 60 years because they needed to keep Marvel Comics alive literally mm. they, that's how they came up with characters like okay cool what can we do next oh yeah. Fantastic Four boom yeah. and it, it reflected all their, their, their troubles like between Richard and, and Sue Storm uh, I mean uh, you know all their problems <clears throat> all reflected back to who the artists were and who the you know the writers were so, uh, so that is also kind of like what I subscribe to in many ways mm-hmm. that I would like to see more characters being made and I'd like to go back to that whole Gene Roddenberry thing where you know it's not a big deal anymore like yeah, okay exactly. just like you know get over it like yeah. we should not be discussing it we should just be enjoying it yeah, like yeah. for me like tell me like I'm sure when we watch Ray in The Force Awakens mm-hmm. you know pick up the, the, the lightsaber at mm. the end mm. spoilers huh? um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I don't know I can't think of anything but yeah so when we I mean it was it came to nobody's like everyone's shock was like okay cool she's a Jedi yeah. it was not like Oh, female lead is the yeah, lead yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. no one thought yeah, that. Yeah. Like we all thought, like, wow, this is what we were waiting yeah, for. Yeah. So I think that should be the primary instinct for uh, people. No, right? Absolutely. Like, like I, yeah. I literally just yesterday heard an interview with Amy Schumer on um, on NPR, and she said that to this day she she gets a lot of people coming up to her after shows that say like, "Wow, you're my favorite female comedian," and she gets yeah. very angry. She's like, "Why am I your favorite female?" female. Yeah. yeah, there was another yeah. article that was, was like, "Why do we call them female MCs or female yeah, DJs exactly, and things exactly. like that?" Yeah. Yeah. No, so I I agree with you completely and I think that in the long run the characters that stick with me and I can only speak from my own personal opinion right. is the are characters whose uh original sort of secret identity or mm-hmm. I guess like the Bruce Wayne to the Batman right. or the Tony to the Iron Man. I I'm invested in those characters not because of their superpower. Yeah, I couldn't exactly. I couldn't care less if you throw laser beams out or you know super strength or whatever. Course, That's yeah. boring, yeah. frankly, because there's nothing to it. I'm like, okay, cool, you're the Hulk, which means you can beat up anybody. That's, yeah, it's it, it's an that, invention of fiction. That's right? that, that's yeah. just ones and zeros to me. That's right. like literally, okay, cool. You can do a thing, and something, and you know, blow, <clears throat> explosions will happen. Okay. I care about the Hulk because Bruce Banner is such a beautiful character. Yeah, of course. Now, yeah. if you change, now with you, see, you have She Hulk. I don't know what She-Hulk's other form is. What? No, she. Point. That's it. She doesn't she have. She has it. one. Form okay, cool. She's so, a lawyer. Sorry. So, so if, <laughs> so if, uh, but if they replace Bruce Banner with, you know, I don't know, Jerry Finn, they did. random guy. They did. The whoever. Hulk is right now an Asian kid. Sorry. Okay, cool. So that Asian kid better be as cool as Bruce Banner. Exactly. I don't care about the Hulk. I care about Bruce Banner. When he becomes a Hulk, then I'm. I, that's when I can like zone out. And be like, okay, cool. Things are gonna die and things are gonna <laughs> explode. I know what's gonna happen. Okay, so take this. Taking this one nerdier step sure. forward. Sure. I think the superhero avatar is equally important, and it's because, and for a simple reason, I mean, we'll just take this the most like primary example of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Mm. You know, the whole question is which is the real mask, right? Mm. And both these characters are 
the person like you that person like Bruce Wayne would not put on the mask if that's not who he was actually supposed to be like mm. Batman is equally Bruce Wayne which is why I still subscribe to what Stanley's saying I'm like you know Bruce yeah. Banner is the Hulk because Bruce Banner is like terribly lonely and yeah. the opposite of that is the Hulk and yeah. that's why it works really well and while they can be variations of the character which is why different avatars kind of pick it up and and, and do that I'm still I'm still a purist in some ways but at the same time let's just talk about the ones which have worked okay Captain Marvel was this Kree Skrull not Skrull uh, he was a Kree alien who basically was given the the, the cosmic power and mm-hmm. the cosmic energy and he became Captain Marvel but except yeah. he and his name was Marvel yeah which was kind of lame mm-hmm. but and and I I remember him like reading in some comics but you know he'd never really had a like a a personality that you could resonate with thus being you know the identity being so important but the moment uh, miss marvel was created because of she was working at sword which is the space version of shield and she was embodied with these powers which i think is what's going to happen in avengers infinity war but that's when she really like comes to life and she's miss marvel and she's great and then when she took on the mantle of Captain Marvel, it seemed like a no-brainer for for pretty much everybody because she was the most relatable one. She comes from an Earth background, which is what we understand, and I think that's. And you know, what do you do when you have like cosmic energy and stuff like that? <laughs> and if you're just like an an army person, like yeah. y- it could you could be anything, and that's yeah. really what makes the character interesting. That's a that's a a place where that's really really worked. I think that's that's really interesting. And to just come, once again come back to the whole Stanley thing, just invent new characters and that's why Jessica Jones works so like it works amazingly well because she has issues, she has real life mm-hmm. problems. If you guys have seen of the the Netflix show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's so it's well so, realized. And it's so relevant to the conversations so, happening today exactly. in our culture. Yeah. And and just you know the whole Netflix thing also being the more grounded version of yeah. the whole Marvel universe just works make it makes yeah. that character work so well and there's so many things as brutal Brutalities, rape. There's like, there's yep. uh, you know ownership between them. Like the, the whole you know stereotype of a man being able to control women. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were having a conversation earlier about Wonder Woman and how her weakness <laughs> is that if she's bound together by a man, she's defeated. Which is like this. This is the kind of world that we have. Is, we're trying to escape with these kind of discussions and these kind of you know uh, you know. Uh, the, so you're right. You know, in many ways, that this hurdle. Is a good one. Yeah, like, it yeah. is, it's the best one like, to yeah. be it, in right it, now. I definitely, I definitely feel a bit fatigued every now and again when yeah. I see the headlines are all about like female empowerment in the movie. I'm like, that's great. I love it. I just hate. I, I can't say hate, but like, I get a little tired at hearing the same thing again and again. But I'm like, it's a necessary exhaustion. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, like, like we for need example, to get the, the the poster which has uh, that. Remember, we were talking about the X Men Apocalypse yeah, poster where yeah. Apocalypse being stuff. Yeah. So we were talking about how uh, you guys should just read up on that if you haven't. It's basically a poster where Apocalypse is strangling Mystique, and that was made a big billboard, and it got a huge outcry by many uh, female empowerment groups and things like that, saying, "How can you show this?" And in all our naivety, okay, whatever, we said, "No, how, it's just a movie, blah blah blah." But we. Don't don't know the effect that has on say an Indian uneducated man who right. very much exists in this country yeah. and so I think because of that we need to be a little more careful and which is why yeah, yeah. so come back this is a good thing to it's be good, part it's of it's a good yeah. thing yeah. alright cool so that's our episode let us know contact geekfruit at gmail.com or geekfruit.in where else can they find us on social media Jishnu geekfruit HQ Geekfruit HQ across Twitter I was Instagram. uncertain for a second but now I'm, I'm, I'm yes, yes Geekfruit HQ it is in fact Twitter what I said Instagram Facebook that's where you can find us please uh, write in you can win some cool uh, merch and you can also uh, tell us your thoughts I still have the kids pair of girls <laughs> Gryffindor socks Yeah. if there's any seven year old out there that is looking for a pair of knee high Gryffindor socks. Uh, I would love Unopened. to know what that seven-year-old girl it's, it's thought. It's literally—it's ju- just sitting in my cupboard, like 
doing nothing. Somebody please take them. And along with it is all our merch waiting for it. There's a cool Harry Potter bag also. Anyway, all right, cool. So that's our episode. We're going to be back next week uh, talking about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So catch us next week. See you guys. Bye. You nerds. What do you say?